0: Up everybody, welcome to I see things a little differently. I am this little chemical. This is the Wednesday show. We are in the middle of a busy week. Not just is it WrestleMania week, it's standover, standover. This is I me, mean, it's takeover stand and deliver week. It is match of the month week, so much content week. And I actually have a short window as I'm recording this. I just recorded the match of the month. And we're gonna actually get caught up today on episodes two and three of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Last week, as I was, I think I said this on Monday's show, but I'll re- repeat it. Um, I was gonna record episode two along with episode one, but then I hit Tuesday. I didn't want to go out late on Wednesday. I wanted to hit exactly when it usually hits because I know some of you guys really look forward to. It being 6 a.m. on the East Coast, 3 a.m. on the West Coast. And and I hear this all the time. Man, when when your podcast drops at this time, it's perfect because I'm doing this or this. And so Monday's show came in late um, because I recorded it late and uploaded it late. But I wanted to do that. And so I just couldn't manage everything. But it's all good. We're going to get to episodes two and three. I've watched them both. Each episode so far, I've watched twice. To catch everything I need to catch, um, not just uh, going off of mainly because I don't think you can listen to a, a record once. I don't think you can watch something once and say you caught all, all of it. I just don't think you could. That's just my opinion though. But let's get let's say episode two first. Episode two, to me, was more of the perfect setup for U.S. agent. And he is getting death threats. He is hated. Holy sweet crap! Um, there's a great meme. I think I said this in, in the last last week's episode, last Wednesday's episode. But there's a great meme where it's like Loki has tried to end the world, do these things, and he's always beloved. U.S. agent shows up for ten seconds, and the most he's the most hated guy in the MCU. And it's just because. It's such a mix of everything. One, he looks smug, which is perfect. But two, they blatantly lied to Sam, and Sam thought he did the right thing. Obviously, as we're watching, and we'll get into, he understands he did not do the right thing. But then you just see him, and everything about him is smug. Everything about him is arrogant. And I had read something where, or someone said something to me. They were like, "Is it too soon?" It, no, it's, it, it, it's too soon to know whether he's a friend or foe. I couldn't stop laughing my butt off. I said, who, who, if you believe that London Bridge and Eiffel Tower are for sale, just give me your credit card information and I'll take care of it for you. Oh my God, this is funny. Um, It is just hilarious. Um, But to me, the fight scenes in this thing have been really epic and... And, and, it, and it, there's at least one episode, so like you'll have a bunch of content and not, a bunch of narrative, and a bunch of talking, and, and but in somewhere in the middle of that, you get a fight scene. Like the the first episode, you had the first ten minutes was a fight scene, showing a Falcon by himself now. And I wrote I wrote an article, and I'm gonna and I put it out there um, on celebmagazine.com about what's Captain America right along all along during the Civil War, and I came to the conclusion that you that both part, parts were still right. But the biggest thing I took from all of it, uh, what I'm taking from all this, is that the Avengers are better together than they are apart. Bucky and Sam, I don't know how this is going to end. I actually saw this meme where someone said that there's a, a theory that Bucky and Sam at the end, the very last shot of episode six, will be Sam and who is in a blue shirt with the shield Walking one direction and Bucky walking another. And I don't know what that means. But we know from this episode, Sam said, Hey, well, well, why don't we save the world and then never see each other again? And that's obviously not what Captain America, uh, Sam, uh, Steve Rogers would want. But I would have to imagine. And the only reason I don't think it's an ending scene is because I would have to imagine if Sam or when Sam gets that shield... It's going to be against everything the government wants. And after episode three, we're going to be all over the place here where you see Bucky pretending to be in winter soldier mode and being recorded. That violates his pardon. But anyways, let's just come come back here. Um, the fight scene here is the first time you see the Flash Ma- Flag Smashers interacting with Bucky, Sam, and then U.S. agent and uh his partner was it blackstar blackstar yeah it's black whatever it is uh blackstar you see this big fire on top of these these trucks which the good guys lose uh really badly um and so the flag smashers get away but sam saves bucky and then you have your first interaction between us agent and sam and and bucky and it does not go well and it's all about the wording he like it's it's all about the wording but you you find out in this scene that the reason why red wing who is now destroyed by the way was glitchy is because the government had hacked it in government property air quotes and doing air quotes you can't see me doing air quotes um and they were you know following him you know and so i wonder if the rest of i wonder if his wings are freaking hacked as well and now it wasn't brought up again in episode three, but he didn't use him in episode three. But now we know that he's still not trusted by the government. They're still keeping him on a tight leash. Um, they do establish that, hey, they're free agents. Sam and in Buckyard, so they have to do things their way. And U.S. agent says, hey, just stay the hell out of my way. Um, but to me... This is why I was looking forward... I said this before, I'll say it again. This is why I was looking forward to this. I have all the Disney Plus series they announced. I know they just announced... And this is the first show with Jonathan Estra on it. And yeah, I have not forgotten about the votes and everything like that. I was going to announce that when he's on air. Um, But um, this is why I was excited for this. Oh, and by the way, they were going to announce... They just announced that Heroes for Hire... Will be on Disney Plus. It will be set years after the events of last time we saw these guys. Mike Coulter will return as Luke Cage. And supposedly Finn Jones will not return basically because he has other commitments with Dickinson. I think that's the name of the show. And I believe it's the same show that Haley Steinfeld's on, who is playing Kate Bishop. Um, but apparently his commitments to that won't bring him back. I'm doing the Michael Jordan shrug. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, So, yeah. Um, But that's exciting news. But the reason why I was looking forward to this one is because I just have a feeling that once you gave Sam that shield, you could not go anywhere else but... Where we are at this world, and now with these rewrites, because I had completely forgotten until I was watching. Uh, a shout out to New Rock Stars for because uh, Eric Voss does breakdowns, which he's very entertaining. I know some people find him annoying, but I think he's entertaining. Um, a shout out to them because he had, when he was doing his breakdown of Episode Three, he reminded me of how much uh, they had to rework this and rewrite this. Because at first, this this whole thing was about. A virus a, a, a that was starting it was gonna start a pandemic this was written before the pandemic though that's the craziest thing about it so this show is gonna be about a worldwide pandemic and they had to change it that's why now it's vaccines and medicines and that's why a lot of times when you if you actually look closely because it's funny because certain parts where people punch in like when you have your first appearance of Sharon Carter and they're talking in that in her uh hideaway, in Hightown, um, you hear her her vocals get a little louder. And all of the reason I noticed that is because my T, my Roku TV is very sensitive to like punching in and different. When, when the volume changes, I notice it on the vocals a lot. And I just remember like, damn, that's weird. And I remember then he reminded me it was a bunch of rewrites for this show, but I'm still looking forward to it because I just don't think you can Sam uh, that shield and not be brought up about how the government wants a lap dog, about who has the right to, um, does Steve have the right to pass that shield on? Is it government property? All that type of stuff. In episode two, they, they set up, you knew Sharon was coming in episode three when um, freaking, every time Sam talks, he speaks it into existence, right? Same thing happens in episode three. Episode two, Bucky's like, hey, let's take the shield back. He's like, Remember last time what happened when we took the shield? Buck was like, I don't remember. He says, Let me help you. Sharon was branded enemy of the state, and me and Steve were on the run for two years. So it was it's just one of those things where he's talking it into existence because he's still it's I think it's natural to be a healthy form of paranoid when uh, make sure I'm still recording. Good. Um, when you've been through something that he's been through, and sure enough, the next episode he speaks it into existence. Same thing happens in episode three, when Bucky suggests, air quotes, that they freeze Zemo, and Sam's like, Do you remember last? Do you do you think the not have forgot they killed King T'Chaka? That's a rhetorical question. They haven't. Sure enough, the big reveal at the end of episode three is just. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, I think everything is set up perfectly and you can see that they, you can see that Sam has, I don't think, obviously he doesn't have the same trust in Bucky they had in Steve, but he has, this, but those two had such faith in Steve's decision making that they're starting, that they know that, hey, this person's ideas aren't all bad. If, let's take, let's go back to Civil War when they're in that big airport fight and cap is obviously the leader and at that time cap says sam what's the play he go he diverts his trust to to steve i mean to uh sam and sam diverts his trust to cap that him and bucky can make it to siberia and do what they need to do with that new winter soldier program and doing air quotes again and so um Like you can see that in this, these next, these last two episodes, two and three, that they've had to at least trust each other to a degree because it's like, Hey, Steve said something about you. And that's why during their session with uh, the doctor, when Bucky finally explains why he's so offended at the shield being given away, it was just because like, dude, if Steve was wrong about you, he means he was wrong about me. He... He gave you a shield for a reason. You should trust. You should have trusted Steve. And the thing, people, I don't think the thing that Sam, that Sam, Bucky realized until Sam said it was, was like, I didn't ask for that. That's a that shield can be a burden at times. And for a black man to hold it, which they haven't gone there yet, they kind of have, but they haven't gone there yet. And I have a feeling they're still gonna go there. Yeah, no, I know they're still gonna go there. It's something that I'm looking forward to in these next episodes because there's still a scene in the trailer where you have Bucky and Sam at his his parents' boat um, that they have, they're they having a conversation. And that's still got to happen. I'm assuming Zemo is eventually going to disappear from these guys and do what he needs to do. Um, so it's, it's a lot going on. But anyways, episode two ends with Bucky and Sam saying, hey, where Guy goes to, to see Zemo. He knows more about the Winter Soldier program than anybody. And I know in the trailer it says superheroes must be destroyed. And he does say that, but it's more about the Winter Soldier program. As we enter episode three, Zemo gets freed. And I know some people say, well, it's kind of, it may, it may look easy. It wasn't that it was easy. But if we're, if we're being real, if this was like a 13 episode arc, or a 22-episode arc, have you noticed when shows have breakout scenes, they have an entire episode dedicated to that scene? We're only getting six episodes of the series. They can't dedicate an entire episode to that unless it's all going to further everything. There's too many moving parts. We still have not found out who the power broker is officially. We know he is a big money player, and he's out to kill. He has beef with Zemo. He's out to kill the Flag Smashers, but now he may want to deal and do business with the flag smashers because they're the only ones with super soldier serum left. There's so many moving parts. You need to know what the flag smashers are gonna do. We keep hearing hints from about Isaiah about how they took his blood as they were uh experimenting on the only black super soldier who they then locked up. Um then you have the debut of Karen uh, Karen Sharon Carter, who is still on the run and according to Bucky is turn into an awful person air quotes which is hilarious because she just calls them both out you have to know the hypocrisy after you gave that shield up and you have to know this the the, this bullshit the the red white and blue like she's completely lost faith in the american way and there's more to her story and makes me think that she didn't become a big deal on her own that most of the power broker's business might go through Sharon Carter. She may not work for him, but she may definitely get a lot of money from him. That's why she lives the life she lives. So she may, at this point, may have no choice but to go to America. That's why she said to Sam, I can't go with you, but give, give, do your do your best to give me, not do your best, give me that pardon you promised me. And even the subtle jabs at Sam, when Zemo says stuff like, you guys don't know how I feels to be locked up. Then Zemo looks at Sam and says, oh, that's right, you do. Like this, is the stuff that it's making Sam realize that the shield is his, the shield is his destiny. It's 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 what he's meant to hold. And even Bucky, and him, when they were talking on, on the, the plane and Sam was like, maybe I should destroy it. He says, that shield means a lot to a lot of people, including me. He says, you don't need to worry about it. I'm going to take it. So Bucky has now made his mind up that that shield has got no longer US agents, which means he's okay with being on the run. Um, and look here. Wakanda is always an option for him. He obviously embraced that. He said the only time he had peace was in Wakanda. And it's clear the Wakandans still trust him. You know, they still see him as maybe not an agent for Wakanda, but an ally. Because at the end of the episode, you have these Kimoyo beads where he's following them. And all of a sudden, he just turns around. You have Ayo who has been known in the comics to go on to go rogue and do her own thing said i'm here for zemo and obviously he can't let her have zemo now right now because they still need him but i'm assuming this is gonna be a point of contention um but now look at all the players you have involved in this, you have Isaiah, who I don't think is done by a long shot. He at least has one big scene left in the, in in this series. You have Isaiah, you have his nephew or son, whatever. You have Sharon Carter and her situation. You have the Flag Smashers. That's three. That's four different or three different people right now or, or entities: the Flag Smashers, Sharon Carter, Isaiah. You have the power broker, who has not been introduced. I would have to assume he will be introduced at the end of the next episode for you have u.s agent in the u.s government and you have sam and bucky and your zemo then you have the wakandans that's at least eight different factions right there that have a part to play in the last three episodes of the season that is gonna have to transfer Where is it gonna transfer at in this marvel crazy phase four i have no clue we know where, where Wanda's going because she was already announced for Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange was already announced for Spider-Man. We don't know the next time we're gonna see Bucky and Sam. We know that they're gonna continue on. We know that they're gonna be a big at least Sam will, but i have to assume Bucky is gonna I'll have to assume I'm assuming right now that Bucky is going to help him transition into being a new Captain America because he will be announced as a new Captain America. Um but these two episodes were amazing. Episode three was my favorite so far. Just blowing my mind with everything. Like I said, just the stuff that was said. And even then, I didn't know this, but it was written, episode three was written by one of the John Wick writers. That's why if that fight scene that Sharon Carter had looked like John Wick. Because the first thing I thought about was, man, this looks like John Wick type stuff. It's, that's why it was written by him. The fight scene was perfect where she threw the knife. It, it looked like John Wick. But it gave Sharon Carter the... Less of the uh, follower vibe and more of the leader vibe to me. It was less of well, I'm the guy, I'm the agent that was flirting with Steve Rogers and complete afterthought. Then to the the flirting love interest who sacrificed everything, and even she said it. She said, "I didn't have the Avengers to have my back," you know, Um, and and she's right, you know, like and so. This was awesome. Once again, that's what these series are for, are to give shine to characters who have been... Not necessarily under... She's underutilized. For her importance in the comic book, Sharon Carr has been underutilized. But Sam has been relegated to the sidekick. Bucky has been relegated to... Not relegated. But... Uh, the 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 brainwashed victim that have caused pain for other people this is what this these series are for and i i love what they've done with it so far to me i don't think they're going to drop the ball next three episodes and i'm looking forward to it so um that is your review of episodes two and three if you want a a side-by-side breakdown i wasn't going to do that this week because i was hitting up two different episodes but i figured i'd kind of talk about the big parts in each of them but i'm looking forward to episode four looking forward to take over to deliver the next two nights we will we'll be hearing from me on friday and i'm actually looking forward to i just bought a new computer and so these uploads will be able to come a lot faster a lot better um i won't get it for another like week or so i think it's like 10 days i'm getting it but looking forward to it so things will be back to normal it'll be less of a uh It'll be less of a hassle for me to upload the show. That's the biggest part of the thing. My computer acts up right now, so it's hard to upload the show. But this week, it's going to be a lot easier. But it's going make, make to make things a lot easier. So, I am the Soul Chemical. You have not heard the end of me this week. Friday, latest Saturday, we will talk about NXT, Stand and Deliver, WrestleMania weekend, WrestleMania week. Hope you're enjoying it. I'm out.